0: as the man of God comes in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Has anyone come expecting something from the Lord tonight? Amen. Amen. Does anyone Has anyone come with a heart of anticipation that says, Lord, whatever you have for me tonight, God, I want to receive it. Come on, I wonder if there's anyone in this house today. Come on, that says, Jesus, uh, I want you, God, to work in my heart. I want you to work in my soul. Better yet, I need you to work in my heart. I need you to work in my soul. I need you to work in my thoughts. I need you to work in my family. I need you to touch my marriage. I need you to touch my finances. I wonder if there's anyone here tonight that is in need of Jesus. Uh, Come on, there might be some. Here today that people might think we got it all together because we know how to worship, we know how to praise. We might have been in church for a while, but I just want to remind us today that if it was not for the blood of the lamb, where would we be? If it was not for a preacher that lifted up himself in a pulpit and said he must be born again, where would we be? Come on, it might not have been you, but if it was your grandfather that never heard the message uh, that you must be baptized uh, in the only saving name uh, where would your family be come on somebody think about that right now come on somebody give God glory for that (laughs) hallelujah why don't we meditate on the presence of the Lord amen hallelujah where would we be where would you be If it was not uh, for the Lord uh, that had mercy upon us. uh, Come on, mercy. Come on, God has stopped things that we deserved. There were things that we deserved to have, but mercy said no. Come on, we're living, we're a blessed people that God has been gracious to. That God has given us things we don't deserve. Let us never take for granted uh, the presence of God. That God would allow us to well come into his presence uh, and worship him and feel him. Amen, hallelujah. Come on, if someone believes that, why don't you give God a mighty hand clap of praise, amen. Come on, if somebody believes that tonight, why don't you lift up your voice with that hand clap, amen. Come on, why doesn't somebody shout unto the Lord with the voice of triumph? Come on, why doesn't somebody step out? Come on up the way that they feel this Wednesday night and give God praise because he deserves it, because he's worthy of it, because he's good. Even if we don't feel like giving him praise, God has given us breath in our body, sir. God has given us breath in our body, ma'am, and he is worthy of praise. Amen, hallelujah. Somebody give God a hand clap of praises. you're seated, amen. I have been very, very blessed to be here in Carson City. These last couple of services, God has been so good um, to me. Um, I was telling your pastor um, as he was chauffeuring me around, and I bet I was being a burden, amen, to your pastors and pastor's wife amen Um, but they have been so good to me Um, I've had so much fun amen it's I mean your your pastor was a phenomenal evangelist for many years and he knows how it goes and so many times you don't have fun amen when you're at a place sometimes it ain't fun amen Um, but I've had a tremendous amount of fun here I've been blessed here I told your pastor I said man I feel like I've been reset amen here in this place today amen and it's because not only because you're pastor, but it's yourself, amen, that you all have, are buying into the vision that God has given your man of God. That you guys are buying into revival that God has for this city and for this region. And we pray that every single person that comes into this house, that comes into this church, be blessed, amen. It's the will of God that not only his people be blessed, but it's the will of God that wherever we go, we leave a residue of blessing. That means wherever I go, I believe blessing is going to follow. I believe whoever I speak to is going to be blessed. Why? Because I believe that when God's people are blessed, they walk in a level of blessing and authority into any situation. And God allows where they walk to be changed. I believe it's the will of God that the people of God, wherever their feet trod, that the situation, the circumstance changes. Amen. I just want to tell somebody today that it ought to be wherever you step into, that we ought to change the atmosphere. I believe that wherever we walk, whether it be work, whether it be school, whether it be the place where we're going to eat, that we change the atmosphere. That we are so blessed, that we are so filled with the Spirit of God that wherever we go, we change where we go. We change the people we talk to they feel different they may not be able to explain it but they know something is different amen and i believe that carson city is developing a culture of blessing and of anointing and why don't we give you know what a hand clap amen to you all amen because you all are amazing i'm so amazed you know i've been riding around with your pastor he's been driving me around to through your city um, the different things um, in your city. He's been showing me places and land. and He's been showing me the future of what God has shown him. Amen. And I really do believe that this is a church, amen, that is going to see the goodness of God move forward, that God is going to bless this church, that the best days are ahead of you and not behind you. Amen. I believe that God's got greater, greater than you seen yesterday. I just want to tell someone today, see, that's the good thing about living for God. God just keeps on getting better. And it's not because we only see that God. We, we grow in understanding of the goodness of God. God is so great. God is so big, so vast. We can never fully understand and comprehend him. But when we make a decision a grow in understanding and, and, and we come in prayer and we come before him in humility, that God would allow us to continue to grow. Amen. And because of that, amen, I I, I feel, it's I, I just feel very at home and very at ease here. Um, this last Friday night, like your pastor mentioned, uh, was felt very blessed to preach to all the young people in this region. He let me know that it was one of the first times that you have had just not a strictly Nevada youth um, group, but it was a tremendous amount just, just to see that there were all just most of the majority. I know we had some stragglers from Sacramento, amen. I can say that because I am from Sacramento, amen. Um, we have another one over here, too, amen. My friend, Brother Staten Jones, amen. He drew all the way over here to drive me all the way back to for me to catch a flight early, early in the morning. And I grew up with him, and it's it's cool just to kind of see how God does everything and connects everything. And I'm just blessed today, amen. And yeah. just I'm thankful how Sunday morning went, how the visitors that you all had. and. And because of I'm saying all that, you said, Brother Rodriguez, you're rambling. Amen. I, I, I say all that to preface what I'm going to say. Um, I feel that the Lord has given me something very direct, and I really believe it's for this church. Um, I believe that God has seen this city, that God has seen this congregation, and that God is destined for this church to grow. I know you all know that. Amen. I know that you have all received words before. You have received prophecies and from people that have come by before. and have spoken words of encouragement that it's the will of God that you prosper and that you do not stay where you are. And I believe that it's very evident that God is going to bring a tremendous revival to the city. And I just want to remind this church, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. I'm going to say that one more time. It's not a matter of if God is going to give this church revival. It's not a matter of if, if people are going to begin, that we're going to find another building, amen. It's not a matter of if, if your lost loved ones are going to come back home. It's not a matter of if, hallelujah, but it's a matter of when. It's a matter when God sees fit and when this church sees fit to align itself with God's timing, and we will begin to walk through every single door that God is destined for this church to walk through. I want to remind this church today that it's destined for this church to grow and walk in revival amen and I believe with the help of God that I would like to preach to us regarding what God is wanting to do in this place today amen I feel a phenomenal wonderful beautiful spirit of the Lord in this house Um, it's been in here today that I've I've been feeling it get on me all this time today I've been feeling the presence of God and I really do believe the Lord is going to speak to his people tonight if we've come hungry if we've come willing I know there's been many times where we have come to the house of God and perhaps we did not feel like we left blessed, different, changed. And a lot of times, perhaps, really the issue was not the singer. The issue was not the pastor. The issue was not the greeter. The issue was not nobody else. Uh, but the issue was little old me. Amen. Amen. And that's why Bishop Joel Holmes says it like that. Sometimes you just got to grab your flesh by the nap of the neck. Amen. And drag it and say, today, I will receive something from the Lord. Today, I shall be blessed. Today, I will walk in victory. Today, I will walk in victory. Today, I'm not going to walk in defeat, but I'm going to walk in authority in the Spirit of God. Today, I'm not going to be depressed, but I'm going to walk in joy. I'm going to walk in the fruits of the Spirit. I'm going to have peace. I'm going to have faith. I'm going to have meekness. I'm going to have temperance. I'm going to have long-suffering because it's the joy of the Lord that will come upon us and help us. Amen. I wonder if we could all stand tonight. We're going to be turning to the book of 1 Kings chapter 3, verse 16. We'll be reading a lengthy portion of scripture. Um, we'll be reading this whole story, this narrative that the word of the Lord has written before us. We'll be reading from verse 16 through verse 28. Amen. So bear with me today. But I believe that God is going to speak. And if you all will link yourselves up with the word of God. And we will be unified. I believe that God is going to help us tonight. Amen. When you're there, you can shout amen. Amen. The word of the Lord reads like this. It says, Then came there two women that were harlots unto the king and stood before him. And the one woman said, Oh, my Lord, I and this woman dwell in one house. And I was delivered of a child with her in the house. And it came to pass the third day after that I was delivered, that this woman was delivered also. So before we move any forward, here we see that there are two. There's a woman that is in the courtroom of King Solomon. If you read in the verses beforehand, Solomon has just asked the Lord that he would give him supernatural wisdom. And the Lord grants him supernatural wisdom. And immediately, here comes the test. Here comes the trial. Has anyone ever been to a place before where you've asked for God to give you a level of anointing? To climb in a place in the spirit that God would give you greater authority, greater anointing, greater blessing. But here comes a situation that seems like it is coming to confront with the very thing that God has asked you to have. And the Bible says that this lady says, I was pregnant, and I was sharing a room with another pregnant lady, and I gave birth, and she gave birth also. And the word says that when she was given when she gave birth, that it was on the third day after she delivered, that this woman delivered also, and she said, There was no stranger with us in the house, save we two in the house. Everyone said we were by ourselves. And the Bible says, And this woman's child died in the night. Because she overlaid it. She turned over unto it. And it says, and she arose at midnight and took my son from beside me. While thine handmaid slept and laid it in her bosom and laid her dead child in my bosom. And when I arose in the morning to give my child suck, behold, it was dead. But when I had considered it in the morning, behold, it was not my son which I did bear. And the other woman said, Nay, but the living is my son, and the dead is thy son. And this said, No, but the dead is thy son, and the living is my son. Thus they spake before the king. Then said the king, the one saith, this is my son that liveth, and thy son is dead. And the other saith, nay, but thy son is the dead, and my son is the living. And the king turns around, and he looks at his courtroom, and he says, bring me a sword. And they brought a sword before the king. And the king said, divide the living child in two. Give half to one. And half to the other, then spake the woman whose the living child was unto the king, for her bowels yearned upon her son. And she said, O my Lord, give her the living child, and in no wise slay it. But the other said, pay attention, let it be neither mine nor thine, but divide it. I would like to preach to us regarding this topic. Does the baby belong to you? Does the baby belong to you? Amen. Why don't we lift up our hands and we pray that the God of heaven that is already in this place would anoint this service and anoint our minds and anoint our hearts. Dear Jesus Christ, I believe you are in this room tonight. God, I feel a sovereign, special move of your presence in this house. Uh, I believe your witness is here, and I pray that you would anoint my mind, my heart, and your word. I am your servant. God, I pray, God, that you would allow me, God, to speak the words that you would put in my heart. God, in the words, God, that you would put in my tongue. I pray that you would anoint every here in this place. Uh, that, God, you would help this church climb in revival, God, to where you are calling it to go. Touch hearts. Touch souls. Touch minds. Amen. Why don't we shout into the Lord in prayer right now. Come on, someone cry out to the Lord right now as you're clapping your hands. Come on, doesn't someone just for a little bit more? Come on, begin to say, God, speak to me. God, touch me. God, work in me. Amen. You may be seated tonight in the fear of the Lord. Does the baby belong to you? Amen. I believe that the revival that the Lord has for the end times is a revival that God is willing to give to every single church, every single saint, every believer that is hungry after the presence of God and hungry after the word of God. But I believe that the revival that God has spoke about in the Old Testament and the New Testament the things that God has prophesied by the prophet Joel. And we've seen that it, was, came, it came to pass in the book of Acts. And there continue to be a ringing of that prophecy. That in the last days that God would pour out of his spirit. That we see that this type of revival that God was going to bring, I believe, is going to come by people that are hungry. And not only are hungry, but take ownership of the thing that God wants to pour out in this earth. I believe that the revival that God has for the end time church is the church that decides It says, I will take ownership and I will take part of the revival that God is going to pour out in this earth. I want to tell someone tonight that I believe that the words that God has spoken and the things that God has said is is that anybody can receive it, anybody can get hold of it if they have decided and say, it is not just what God wants to pour out in my city, It's not just a revival that God wants to give my pastor. It's not just a revival that God wants to give the church world at large. But it is something that God wants to give me as well. This revival, yes, it's for the church. But it is for me because I am the church. Where we walk in a level of seriousness and we say, what God has promised, it is mine as well. What God has given, it is mine as well. I believe that what God has given and for his church will come through a people that take environments seriously. I believe that what God is going to bring in this end time is going to be ushered and be brought through a group of people that know how to bring forth an environment for God to move. See, the crazy thing and the thing that perhaps is difficult about an environment, it takes time to cultivate. It takes time to begin. It just doesn't happen by accident, if I can say it like that. For people to walk inside of the church and to say, I feel welcome here, it just doesn't happen by accident. But it takes people that will be put in certain positions that that understand that when someone walks into the house of God, I got to smile and I got to love them and I got to make sure that I'm trying to connect with them and they can walk and say wow that's the friendliest church uh, that I have ever been in it takes an environment uh, of someone that says they are purposed in their heart that has decided this is what I am wanting to create can somebody say amen I believe that the revival that God is wanting to give is one that God is ready to give but it comes apart on it comes dependent upon the shoulders of individuals that said, this is not just my pastor's job, but this is my job as well. I believe that revival is pushed through people and pushed through saints and that revival always produces something great. See, I believe that this revival that God has promised us, and and I'll just go out to say the promise that God has promised this church and the revival and the prophecies that God has promised this church, it's going to come to pass. But there are two types of Christians that are involved in the type of revival that God wants to bring forth in a revival church or a place that God wants them to be a part it's the Christian that is the activist that decided in their heart, that is purposed in their heart that they are going to create an environment that decides that when I come into the house of God, I am going to actively create an atmosphere of worship. I am going to actively cultivate an atmosphere of prayer. I am going to actively try to create an atmosphere from where the presence of God can move in and usher in. But there are another Christian that they shout just as much. uh, They worship just as much. uh, They might even sing the song the same way as the other, just like the activist uh, that is active in worship and active in prayer and active in revival. But they are not the activist, uh, but they are the actor. They know how to worship uh, when it's time to worship, uh, and they know how to wave their hands uh, when it's time to wave their hands. uh, But the difference uh, is the motive by which relies inside of the individual. And can I preach to somebody in the house today uh, that the revival that God wants to give, yes, uh, is going to come by you getting your hands dirty. And yes, uh, it's going to be you becoming active. And yes, uh, it's going to be you coming to the pastor and pastor's high and saying, what can I do uh, to be a part of revival? But it will even be determined by the motives uh, When you say it, the motives when you worship, the motives when you sing your solo, the motives when you give your worship matters because it will get involved in the environment. We are people that believe in buildings. We believe in having buildings for the testament of the Lord. We believe that we gather together in a house to worship. But we must understand that who we are and what we are is not solely dependent upon the building that we stand on. But it is the environment which we produce. The apostolic church is a church that changes atmospheres. It changes where they are. It changes where they walk. It is the will of God that if tomorrow the landlord said you can no longer be in the storefront, that we would find a park and it would be the atmosphere that would change that location because we are the agent of God's changing force. We are the agent of God's power and demonstration. We are ones that demonstrate God's might and God's power. Because motives matter, and they change the atmosphere. And as we begin to speak, amen, of this story that we begin to read of, perhaps many of us have read it before, but we see that we are in an interesting place. If you could put yourself in the story of these two women. The Bible lets us know that there are two women, both pregnant, Both have children, both in the same house. And the Bible says in three days times, or three days, in in the time of three days, when she gives birth, the other woman in a short matter of time gives birth as well. And here are these two women. They are new mothers. They have new baby boys, newborns. We don't know if they were boys or girls, but they were newborns. And here they are, and the Bible lets us know that one of the mothers was different than the other of the mother. Two mothers, very different characters. Two mothers, probably from the outside that nobody that knew them, they could not be able to identify or differentiate a difference uh, by a passing glance. But by the inside of these women, there were two different characteristics. The Bible lets us know that it was inside of their hearts that there was something that changed the way that they walked and the way that they acted. And I want to let somebody know today the desires and the thoughts that we have in our hearts, they affect the way that we act. That's why we must pray, Lord, renew in me. Renew in me. Every single time we have to pray that God would renew in us a right spirit. That God would renew our minds. That God would renew our hearts. uh, That even when we think things that we shouldn't think, uh, that we would bring it before the Lord and bring it to captivity. Every thought that would exalt itself above the knowledge of God. Because everything that does that will change the way that we act. Uh, And here are these two women. We don't see anything different yet. But here we are, the Bible lets us know that one of these women in the middle of the night turns over. I don't know what happened that day. I don't know if she was tired. I, I, I don't understand what took place. And forgive me if this is a little graphic for someone today. But I'm trying to pull out a truth out of the scriptures. Uh, that the Bible says that she turned over on her child. Uh, and her child died in the middle of the night. It was all about the child. See, as I began to talk about atmospheres, and I began to talk about what God has, we the thing what I am speaking about today, everything that we do today, every single thing that your pastor does, uh, every single service that we have, every worship service, uh, every party, every event we put together, it is about one thing. Uh, it's about revival, and it's about the church uh, that God would grow and expand and add to his church daily. Uh, and what we do will affect uh, what God is trying to grow. See, where we are today, you might think it is a child, it is a baby. Just like in the scriptures that we see that they are newborns and infants. But what we need to understand, what the world might look at and mock at today is something five to ten years down the road they will not mock at and they will not laugh at. Because one thing we need to understand about children and babies is that babies do not stay babies for long. They may not walk really well when they're newborns. They may not be able to to cruise really good as they're walking through and run and jog and talk, but you, you put it down that that baby will grow. That baby will continue to grow. And it will learn to walk, it will learn to run, it will learn to talk, it will learn to work, it will learn to do things. And I want to tell somebody today that what God has given this church, you might look at it and say, oh, it's not something big. It ain't something great yet. But you need to understand that God works through the stages of life and what right now might be considered insignificant. You put it in the hands of God and you protect that thing. You protect that church and it will continue to grow in the favor of the lord where it will become something great and something to begin to begin to be messed with that is why the pastor that is why the man of god that is why every zealous saint of god defends the church so vehemently because we must protect it We must protect it from things that are trying to kill it and smother it, if we can say it like that. There are things at work that are trying to kill things in its infancy because if it can kill things in its infancy, they don't have to ever worry about it in adulthood. You begin to see that principle when Pharaoh began to move throughout the land of Egypt and he tried to kill every baby boy because he knew if I can get the baby boys before they ever grow up and those they ever become men, I ain't gotta worry about them doing war against my kingdom. That's the same thing that Herod worried about huh, when he put forth that decree huh, to kill every single baby boy, huh, because he knew if the king arises, huh, it's gonna give me trouble. Huh, and I just want to tell somebody today. I want to remind this church today huh, that even right now, huh, that you say ain't worth nothing. Huh, why do we take things so seriously? Huh, why are we running things so seriously? Huh, why is he saying we gotta be on time? It's huh, so I know them. I huh, this this ain't that big of a deal pastor this ain't that big of a deal brother so and so why are you on my case so much no because we understand that we speak to things as though they are even though they are not because it shall grow it will grow up We must protect the baby. We must protect the church. Uh, And even though you don't think it's something to protect, I want to tell you today, it is worth protecting. It is worth sacrificing. It is worth fasting over. Uh, We must begin to give ourselves wholeheartedly to the things of God and to the cause of God. If we will see what God wants to do in this city, it's going to take people buying in. But what I'm preaching about today is two mothers. I'm preaching about two different characters. I'm preaching about two different thought processes. I'm preaching about two different ways of life. I'm, talk, I'm preaching about two different modus operandi. Two different ways that we operate. Two different ways that we move in life. Uh, because I want to tell us today what God wants to do will depend on the mindset which we have. The Bible says one woman overlaid her child. She suffered from carelessness because when she moved over her child, she was not moved by the kicks. She was not moved by the screams. She was muffling uh, what the child was crying out uh, and trying to breathe air. uh, But she overlaid it in the night uh, and she was not moved uh, by what the child was saying. She was not moved. Uh, Maybe she didn't care enough. Uh, Maybe she was too tired, focused on her own rest. Uh, She was too careless enough uh, to be moved. Uh, And I want to let us know uh, that there was another mother uh, that the Bible lets us know. that she cared so much uh, that the moment she woke up she said it's time to feed my baby one that was not moved uh, by the child but the other that was whole purpose was the child her whole purpose of living was to protect it her whole purpose of living was to nurture it but the other did not care uh, whether the child was moving or kicking or not what it was saying or not uh, but the other did Uh, And the Bible lets us know that the child died This carelessness of this woman is what killed the baby. It was a lack of ownership that motivated this woman to steal the baby of the real mother and to put it in the hands of her own. She did not want to take ownership for her actions She did not want to take ownership for her carelessness, if we can say it like that. Her thoughts, her actions, the way that she moved, the way that she operated, uh, caused there to be death in the life of the child, to be death in the life of the baby. And she said, I am more worried about how I look, uh, that people do not know what I did, that I will steal uh, from someone else. Uh, I will steal what someone is protecting. I will steal what someone else is nurturing. I will steal what someone is praying after. I will steal what someone's been fasting over. And I will put it in my hands and claim it as my own. And the Bible lets us know that mama woke up. And she went to go feed her baby. And she said, But my baby's dead. How can my baby have died? I've protected this child, I've loved this child, I've nurtured this child but when she looked at the baby she said this is not my baby this is not my child and immediately the bible lets us know as she's recounting the story to king solomon that she's saying king solomon it's not my child it's it's her child my son didn't die i love the baby Can I preach to somebody today that it is the thoughts of care that is what's going to propel revival? And it's the thoughts of carelessness that will smother revival. It's the mentality that says, I do not care uh, the way that people think. Uh, I don't care uh, the way we got to worship. It's the type of thought process that says, I don't care if the visitor walks in uh, and they see tissue on the ground. Uh, I don't care uh, if they see it or not. Uh, That's what's going to smother revival. That's what's going to kill revival. But it's a thought of caring even about the incremental things uh, that will push uh, and will further revival. Can I preach to somebody today in this house? Keep caring about the little things. Keep caring about the trash that's overflowing. Keep caring about locking up the doors when pastor's worried and talking to somebody else. Can I preach to somebody today? Keep caring and showing up to prayer meeting. Keep caring and showing up to outreach. Keep caring and asking and reaching out for the lost saint. Reaching out for the backslider. Reaching out for the visitor because caring is what will make sure that the baby lives and the baby does not die. But there are two thoughts that wrestle for the child. It did not care enough to protect its own dreams, uh, but it is so motivated by self thoughts and they care and they lift up itself so much uh, that it would rather steal. uh, Even though it is destroyed, uh, it will steal, kill, and destroy. We see the characteristics uh, that we see that will get in the hearts, uh, in the minds of saints, uh, and we say, oh, I just don't care. Stealing, killing, and destroying. You know what that sounds like to me? It sounds like the adversary. It sounds like an agent of hell uh, that is coming to kill uh, the child Uh, it is coming to kill the promise Uh, you read all throughout the old testament uh, you see that pregnant woman and babies represented something in its infancy that could be great and the enemy always came after infants the enemy always came after things in its beginning stages and here is this lady that did not care was not moved she did not was not bothered by the things that were taking place and she overlaid her baby in the sleep and instead of saying i have made a mistake i repent she stole because she was motivated about the look but not inside her insides did not match the outside. She looked like a mother at that point. But her motives did line up, line up. And revival, what will take place when we receive revival, is when we begin to have a level of integrity. Integrity births revival. You might say, what are you talking about? See, doing things when people cannot see you. Deciding to say, I'm not going to pick that baby even though she's sleeping. I'm not going to remove her from her bosom and place her in mine and say it's mine even though no one can see me. And you know what integrity looks like in revival? It's praying when nobody sees you. It's knocking on doors when the pastor didn't ask you and you aren't posting a selfie. It's praying when everybody has gone away and it's cleaning up the trash when nobody sees you. It's being a mother of the church when nobody knows and you send that text uh, to that person uh, that seemed that they just left church uh, just a little bit too early uh, that they didn't walk up to the front but you take ownership uh, and say it's my child too it's my promise too it ain't just my pastors uh, but it's my baby as well it belongs to me too it's my child as well and I won't let nobody I won't let thing rob and kill and steal the baby I will put myself on the line if someone's coming for the child i will put myself in front if they're coming for a revival it's mentalities and motives that move revival to where we need it to go <clears throat> integrity praying when nobody sees you that's what brings revival doing things when you when you've done it for a long time but you're feeling like giving up uh, but i've been doing it for a long time huh I've been teaching Bible studies for a long time, Oh, and nobody says nothing, I've been, I have been come to church and pray every day, but nobody even notices, you know what, it don't matter, because what really matters is if the baby lives, they may not see you trying to feed the child behind closed doors, they may not see you protecting the child and clothing the child, but it doesn't matter what you look like, it doesn't matter what others perceive you to be, what matters is that revival. Moves forward, that the baby keeps on breathing, that the church keeps on growing. See, this other mother was worried about looking like being the real mother when she did not have the character, the integrity inside of her, but they shouted the same, but they worshiped the same, but they lived, they ran the lap the same, but they were not the same on the inside. They came before the king. And they said, it's my child. Right. Right. The other mother said, no, nay, it's my child. Right. She killed her child. It's mine. I could only imagine the hysteria in the court. I believe the courtroom was confused. They were befuddled. Whose is it? Huh? I bet Solomon's advisors were saying, Whose baby does this belong to? Who who is this? The hot tears are coming down their cheeks. Just the same. The level of intensity in their voice. It sounds the same. It sounds the same. The way that they are bowing before the king. It seems just as similar. It, It was a greater decision than Solomon saying, It looks more like you, so I'll give you the child. But what mattered was something that no one could see see what the courtroom could not see is something that the king could see he prayed for supernatural wisdom that God would give him understanding and wisdom to begin to move and operate in these situations and immediately the Lord says get a sword they grabbed the sword King Solomon why are you grabbing a sword King Solomon, why do you have that? Bring me the sword. He's holding that sword. And he says, I am going to divide the living child. I'm going to give one half to you. I'm going to give one half to you. Because I can't determine whose child it is. And immediately something took place Something happened the lady screams out Says nay Don't divide the baby No Don't touch the child No Put the sword down No You can't touch him No Don't hurt him Then there's another that did not echo the words that she said. See, the real mother bubbled to the surface when it came to dividing the baby. Because the true mother decided this. It does not matter if I get the credit for being the mother. I just want the baby to live. The true mother said, I don't care who sings the solo, I just want the church to grow. The true mother said, I don't care who gets to preach uh, the midweek service. Uh, I just want people to get baptized. Uh, the true mother lifted up and said, I don't care uh, who becomes the Sunday school department head. Uh, I just want children to be saved. Uh, I don't care uh, who gets the credit uh, and Pastor Pat's on the back. Uh, I just want us to move out of the building. Uh, I don't care uh, who writes the check. Uh, I just want to run a bigger lap uh, in the loop building. I don't care who gets the credit. I just want the baby to live. I just want revival to grow. Don't touch the baby. Don't get near the baby. Don't divide the child. Because the baby's got to live. And I will give up my titles. I will give up my motives. I will give up my plans. As long as the baby grows. I will just teach Bible studies. Even if I never preach a sermon behind the pulpit. If that's what's going to bring revival. I just want the baby to grow. I want the baby to live. I want the church to move forward. I want to see miracles. I want to see signs. I want to see wonders. Don't touch the baby, don't touch the baby, don't divide the baby, don't talk about my church, don't talk about my pastor, you're dividing the baby, don't do that, you're messing with revival, don't say that, you're dividing the child, If the baby's got to grow, it's about the baby, it ain't about me sis, it ain't about you brother, it's about the baby. Oh, 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 it's about the baby, it's about the child, it's about that, it ain't about who they call you, hallelujah, it ain't about what others think about when they see you, it's about the baby, it's about the child, it's about revival, it's about the baby growing. It's about miracles happening. It's about us going to the new building. Come on, it's about us baptizing more than we did in six months in three services. It's about letting the baby grow. And I don't care who gets the credit. I want the baby to grow. I want the baby to move forward. I want to see revival. Well, what would happen if the church had the mentality that said, it ain't about me, it's about the baby? Solomon, you ain't got to call me the mother. Just don't touch it. Don't divide it. Don't get involved with it. But here was the voice of the mother who she claimed to be. Here came the voice of the other mother. Oh, she looked like a mother. She screamed like a mother. She cried like a mother. Oh, but she was not a mother. Come on, just because you have seen her. Huh? been a part of other things that have died before, huh? doesn't mean you gotta make sure that this other thing dies as well. Huh? I just wanna preach to someone today. Huh? I wanna tell you today huh? that it does not matter huh? if your carelessness killed things in the past. Huh? You just get in here and be a handmaiden. Huh? You just be one huh? that assists in the birthing process. Huh? You may not ever be the one huh? whose name is on the plaque huh? on the new building, huh? but you better not touch the baby. Get your hands off the baby. I don't care what you think about what has happened in the other place. God's got a place for you, but you ain't gotta be a mama. There's blessing in being a handmaiden. There's blessing in watching the baby grow. There's blessing in taking part of the process, but it doesn't matter about what my title is. It doesn't matter about what my position is. It doesn't matter what they say about me. It matters that the child grows. It matters that the baby grows up it matters that God brings revival but here came the voice of the other woman oh oh oh, the king answered he answered and said divide it and the other woman said oh slay the child Uh, divide baby she said this, uh, oh my Lord let it be neither mine nor thine but divide it. If it's not mine uh, get rid of it. If it ain't mine, destroy it uh, If I don't get the credit uh, I rather see the department fall apart. Uh, uh, come on if I, if I if I don't get the accolades I'd rather see it crumble huh? if I don't get the credit no 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 you may not understand huh, but you are echoing a voice huh, that sounds awfully like the voice of Satan huh? you may not even know what you're talking about what you're doing uh, what you're saying the motives by which you're saying uh, but that's why I say we must begin to pray every single day renew in me a right spirit oh God create in me God a new heart huh? create in me a new mind huh? give me the mind for revival, give me the mentality of a mother, give me the mentality of a true mama that says the child's gotta grow but nobody can touch it, nobody can get involved with it, but there is a voice that is trying to creep into the hearts of individuals that says if I can't get my hands on it I'd rather see it crumble if I can't be a part of it, I'd rather see it die, if I don't get the credit I'd rather that I get my part you get your part, let me tell you something, the church of God is gonna grow with you or without you. We want you to be here, bless God. But the baby's gotta grow. We want as many mamas to be in part of the church that are possible. But mamas that are disguised as abortionists, Jesus ain't got no time for you because the baby's gotta grow, the baby's gotta move, the baby's gotta grow, revival's gotta be had. Come on. Come on. Come on, I'm here to preach against that spirit huh, that is trying to divide revival, that's trying to divide huh, the ministry, huh, that's trying to divide huh, what God has. Huh. I'm trying to tell you today, Jesus is trying to save you tonight. Jesus is trying to help you tonight. Oh, Jesus uh, is coming this place today, huh, and you know what he's trying to say? It's the will of God that the baby grows, huh? but you gotta get your hands off the baby. You think you have a part in seeing if the baby breathes or not, but let me tell you something, the baby will keep on breathing if you ain't ever come back because God will build his church with me or without you. Jesus is gonna have a church with me or without you. Let me tell you something, it's the will of God that the church be edified, that the church grow, but it ain't built upon us. It ain't built upon the piano player. Player. It ain't built upon the bass player. It ain't built upon the preacher. It's built upon Jesus Christ being the chief cornerstone, built upon the foundations of the apostles and the prophets. But Jesus is the chief cornerstone. Jesus is the main thing. Jesus is where we stand. Oh, oh, oh. The, baby's the baby's gotta live. The baby's gotta live. The baby's gotta live. The baby's gotta move. HALLELUJAH, HALLELUJAH. Oh, I'm telling you today, I'm telling you today, come on, perhaps the Lord is waiting to see who he can release the baby to before he knows that there will be a toss like piranhas that will try to destroy it, that will try to bite at it, because everyone wants their little piece of the baby, everyone wants a little piece of the child, could it be that the king holds the child in his hands, that we may not destroy or change or disfigure the way the Lord wants it? to work we must make ourselves clean today we might say Lord check my motives today why brother Rodriguez why are you preaching this because there is a revival to be had in Carson City there is a baby that is here in Carson City there is a baby that is growing in Carson City and the devil is sent mamas in disguise that are really part of the clinic that are trying to destroy the dreams that are the promises but God is gonna have a child God is gonna have a baby God is gonna have a church God is gonna have revival come on I'm trying to tell someone today huh the promise in the prophecy ain't dependent upon your position the promise in the prophecy is not dependent on what you do it ain't dependent on what you say it's dependent on your motives it's dependent on your inside. Oh, it's dependent on what you say inside of you. Oh, come on. The question is today, huh? does the baby belong to you? Does revival belong to you? Does blessing belong to you? Does blessing belong to favor belong to you? What God wants to give you, does it belong to you? Huh? Oh, hallelujah. Huh? Come on. I feel more to but We're going to pray right now. Someone lift up your hands and begin to pray in the spirit right now. That God will begin to move right now and speak to individuals and speak to the church corporately. Oh yes, 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 yes. Oh. Oh. Come on, let's just somebody pray right now. Come on, somebody pray right now. Come on, somebody pray right now. Come on, I'm not to Oh God, God 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 Can God trust you with the baby? Can God put it in your hands? Can God trust you with care? Can God trust you with taking care of it? Are you going to nurture it? Are you going to love it? Are you going to be moved with care? Are you going to care about the baby? We got to have a baptism of care. We have to have a baptism of sensitivity. We have to have a baptism of discernment. We care so much that people say, "Man, what's wrong with that church?" They come to me every single moment, uh, and they know exactly what I need. Uh, tissue, we have tissue. Cop drops, you need a cop drop. Prayer, we got prayer. Huh? You need someone to come pray for your family, we can send pray- We can send our pastor to pray for you. Huh? You need a basket, uh, I'll send you the basket. You need a meal, huh? let me cook you a meal, huh? because I care. Huh? Because I care, huh? because, I care huh? because I'm about creating environment that people will allow me to see. You can trust me with the baby. You can trust me with revival. You can trust me with the bigger building you can trust me with greater financial blessing come on hallelujah come on somebody god is trying to tell somebody today the baby ain't gonna die but the baby's gonna live but it's your decision which mama are you gonna be which mother are you gonna be i'm gonna ask if someone can come to play to the piano right now i pray that everyone would stand to this building right now and lift up your hands Oh, come on, the Lord, come on. It's here uh, to remind and speak to someone's stubbornness, uh, someone's strong forehead. uh, To let you know uh, the Lord's got a stronger forehead. uh, The Lord's got a stronger forehead. uh, And it's greater uh, than what you might even think that dirtiness or or how nasty you can get. uh, I'm here to tell you that the Lord of angel armies uh, is invested with this baby. uh, The Lord uh, of angel armies uh, is invested. Invested in this revival. Come on, somebody get with the program. Because with being a mama, there is blessing. Oh, hallelujah, that's it. Come on, somebody pray right now. Oh, I believe uh, that God, uh, come on, is wanting and waiting to pour out the revival, uh, to open up the door. Uh, but there's going to be an individual uh, that will say, uh, I don't matter what they say. I don't matter what it looks like. Uh, just give me the baby. Uh, the baby belongs to me. Uh, pastor, whatever you need, uh, I'm going to be there. Uh, pastor's wife, whatever you need, uh, I'm going to do it. Uh, because the baby, uh, it belongs to me. Uh, revival belongs to this church come on pastor I know you've been having me lead services but maybe you just want me to teach Bible studies I'm right here pastor pastor I'm a solo singer but now you want me to drive the bus route I'm right here pastor because I care and it ain't about who sees me it's about if the baby lives or not it's if the baby grows to see another day or not come on don't divide the baby we need elders in this church that will put themselves in the line of the sword That will try to divide revival. That will try to divide and create division. And say not over my dead body. You kill me before you kill the baby. You take my life before you take the child. You take my dreams before you take the promise. Oh hallelujah. A revival of integrity. Oh hallelujah. Come on. God, I'm going to see it grow. God, I'm going to see revival had. Come on, that's it. Someone be sensitive on the Lord right now. Come on, these altars are open right now. Come on, I believe that God has came here. Come on, and God is warning Come on, somebody to walk in blessing and favor. You might wonder why you're struggling so much. It's because you're so worried about something that doesn't belong to you. But if you will do what God has placed in your hands, you will see the frustration will leave because God is asking you to do what He has asked you to do, not to do what others have been doing, but what He's asked you to do. Come on, I believe there's going to be a spirit of intercession that's going to move in this place today. I believe that's the will of God. Come on, I believe that there are individuals tonight that God is going to give you a heart for revival like never before. That God would put in you a heart of a mother that we found in the book of Kings that told Solomon, you can have the baby, but just make sure the baby lives. Just don't touch the child. And Solomon's going to say, yeah, the baby really belongs to her. Huh? The baby really belongs to her. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, that's it. Hallelujah. Oh, come on, that's it. Somebody begin to cry out to the Lord right now. Oh, hallelujah.
1: follow where your spirit leads
2: Broken as my life may
1: be I will give you every piece
0: Yes, yes, yes. Come on, that's so subtle.
1: Just wanna see a sacrifice use me how You can use anything, Lord. You can use me. You can use anything, Lord. You can use me. Take my hands, Lord. Take my feet. Touch my heart. You can use anything, Lord. You can use me. You can use anything. Take my hands, Lord, take my feet, touch my heart, Lord, speak through me, you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. Me, take my hands, Lord. Take my feet, touch my heart, Lord. Speak through me. You can use.
3: church let's lift up our hands on this prayer all across this house for a little bit longer just a couple of minutes so let's love him Hallelujah. 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 come on the spirit of the lord is in this house feel like the baby's alive in the house come on there's exceeding great and precious promises alive in this house come on hallelujah 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 take possession of them hallelujah thank you jesus I love moments like this Because we did not hear a sermon Tonight And there's times and places for that Understand me We received a word from the Lord Now he doesn't know it But I have one of the first stories And scriptures that God ever spoke To my heart when I came here When my wife and I came here Was that story And I have prayed it for almost four years Just let the baby live. It's been part of my prayer life. I know I'm not most people's first pastor. I'm probably not your favorite pastor. I just want the baby to live. This this may not make sense, but there's a reason. We changed the sign. I didn't slap my name on it. Because it's not about me or my wife. I just want the church to have revival. I just want your family to live. I just want your family to be blessed. We should say we just want your family to be saved. We just want your ministry to grow. We just want to see souls added to the church. It doesn't matter who gets the credit. If God told me today, you're going to step into assistant pastor mode and somebody else is going to step into pastor mode and you're going to have the greatest revival you ever had. I do it tomorrow because it's not about me. It's not about you. It's about the baby. Now, just speaking from my heart, I feel, and I felt, I've been preaching about it. I feel like the church is pregnant with promise and, so many blessings and so many good things. And we're in that place where it's starting to get contractions and we're starting to feel that push. And let's 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 make sure we don't smother revival. Man, there's times I've had to say my my least favorite word, if you haven't found it out yet. My least favorite word is the word no. Now, some people are real good at saying the word no. It costs me something every time I have to tell somebody no. It really does. Maybe you don't understand that. That's not you. I always try to find a way to say yes so I don't offend the person. Because I I do understand that sometimes you tell people no and they leave the church forever. You tell them no and they think you don't like them. And that's not my heart's desire. My heart's desire is to find a way to say yes. Yes. But sometimes to make sure you have revival, you have to start drawing some firm lines. You have to set some firm boundaries. And you have to say no to some things. Because within a portrait, you can have a painting. You start painting outside the portrait, it's now chaos and a mess. What makes things creative and beautiful is when you live within lines. And church, God is getting us into this narrow place where we are able to be our most creative, where we are starting to birth something. And we just, we can't just live any old way we want to live. And we can't just have church any old way we want to have church. And we can't just treat each other any old way we want to treat each other. And we've we've got to come into alignment with the will of the Lord, the word of the Lord, and the ways of the Lord and have church the way that God wants us to have church. Now that means sometimes we gotta, we got to step back into alignment. That's the time where God sends us a preacher and says, Hey, if you've... Now, I don't know if there's anybody in this building that has this... That he preached about. He might have just been preaching to our soul today. I've been careless for too long. My prayer life's been careless. My walk with God's been prayerless. My intentionality with the things of God has been careless. And I've been smothering the things that God's trying to birth and produce and grow in my life. God, thank you for giving me a word tonight. Amen? I want to tell you here tonight, maybe you have uh, been in that position using that allegory where you have started to smother with the things God's trying to grow in your life. It's not too late. The baby's still crying. You can turn over. You can go from careless to caring. Amen? You can go from apathetic to apostolic. You can go to the place where you say, God, uh, this church thing's no longer just optional for me. Amen. Church is not optional. Amen. Church is my everything. Jesus is my everything. Living for God is my everything. Winning my neighbor is my everything. Seeing my family saved is my everything. Seeing my co-worker saved is my everything. I live, breathe, sleep. I, I just want to see them saved. Man, I, I don't want to preach. He's preached, but I had an opportunity over the last two years to work with a young man and several others in this church have worked with this young man. He came to church one time, and we worked with him. And about six months ago, he told me, I, I just feel like I'm supposed to move to Nashville. And you've got to understand, it's like, man, the guy's this close to the kingdom. And my heart immediately plummeted because I thought, man, I just wanna see the church here locally grow. I wanna see more people come in and you pour yourself out into people and and then, then they move away. Man, I got discouraged and disheartened until all of a sudden I realized the kingdom is a lot bigger than Carson City. And I had a pastor friend in Nashville and I connected this young man to that pastor and for the last six months he's been going to church there. He just got the Holy Ghost on Sunday and they just baptized him on Monday. His entire family lives here in Carson City. I don't care if it's in Carson City or in Nashville. It doesn't matter if it's here or somewhere else, if it's ours or somebody else's. We just want revival. We ju- if your family prays through in this church or in another city, it doesn't matter. We're going to pray for them. We're going to teach them. We're going to love them because we just want the baby to live. Somebody lift up your hands in the name of Jesus. Let's pray hallelujah come on is that your prayer we want to see revival we want to be revival we want the baby to live we want the church to grow globally locally regionally in our city and everybody else's city fill up this church fill up every other church God we just want revival to happen we just want our family saved we just want people to see the kingdom of God and join and enter the kingdom of God somebody pray right now somebody press with me and push in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, we love you. We thank you tonight. We thank you for the word that we have received. We thank you, Lord, for the man of God that preached to us, preached into our bones, and preached into the Amen to the culture of this church, God. Amen. Whether it's our credit or somebody else, it doesn't matter. As long as there is a birthing of revival and the church at large grows, I pray right now for this church. I pray for every individual in this church. God, give us a growth mindset. Give us a growth growth mindset uh, where we can keep expanding, uh, enlarging, uh, growing, uh, reaching, uh, striving for more. Hallelujah. Somebody give the Lord a hand clap of praise in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, come on. What do you say we give God a shout of praise as we exit this building? Come on. Hallelujah. What do you say we take our city back? What do you say we take our neighborhoods back? What do you say we take our lost loved ones back? Our prodigal loved ones back? In the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Somebody clap your hands and give the Lord some praise. In Jesus' name. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Shake hands. Be friendly. Love one another. Make sure you greet the evangelist and tell him thank you. Amen. We will be having him back, and he's going to come and bring, amen, another word to us here in the future. Amen. Tell him thank you for following the Holy Ghost. In Jesus' name, God bless you.